this podcast will be probably a single segment just because that's the way it has outlined in my head. And I just wanted to talk about a fancy new word that I learned. I love words. I love word meanings and derivations, the etymology of words. I I enjoy learning about new words and new terminologies. And today I came across one that I've probably seen in print before. But today, for some reason, it connected with me. And the word is homophily or homophily. H-O-M-O-P-H-I-L-Y. It comes from two Greek words, H-O-M-O, homo, which means together, and phile, which means friendship. And what it really talks about is the fact that we are attracted to things that are like us. We like to be with people like us. We like to be in groups like us. It is a natural thing. And so we are, in essence, tribal people. It's ironic that I came across this word accidentally today, if there really is such a thing as an accident, because today I'm preparing to teach tomorrow at my church on the entire idea of who's your tribe. What is your tribe? Are we your tribe? Can we be your tribe? And so I came across this word that really represents it in a single word that I'm not sure I'll actually use the word in the message that I'm going to deliver tomorrow. But it talks about an internal preference, an attraction to our own. The phrase birds of a feather flock together is a perfect example of the concept of homophily. And we see it all over the place, all around us. We just um, have never given the fancy term to it, or I had never done it. You see it in all sorts of networks of people. You see it in, in trade organizations, guilds and unions, in which people who are um, construction workers tend to hang together. People who are in the the printing industry tend to have a commonality and hang together. People who are in uh, real estate tend to sort of have a, a network of people that they hang with. They speak a common language. They have a common set of understandings. They have a common background. They understand one another. It's also seen in um, in hobby groups, people who are collectors of a certain item, or they are hunters or fishermen, or they are... Um, skydivers or skiers or that sort of thing, hobbies and athletic pursuits. You see it in economic networks where certain groups of people tend to invest in certain ways. You you see it in political affiliations where people tend to go um, with a group of people that become their echo chamber, that become their bias confirmation network in which they all tend to think the same way and so they they applaud one another when they make the same political points. So homophily has a really, really good side of connecting people in networks and supportive networks in encouraging networks. Um, and in some of my my doctoral research, I've been doing work on the idea of communities of practice and and that's an idea, that is tied to the concept of homophily in which 
people who have the same profession or the same um, occupation, the same job, will tend to share information with one another that is a benefit. It's sort of a, a co-mentoring kind of a situation. And so that's a positive aspect of homophily. And the negative aspect of homophily is is that it can be very divisive, particularly in today's political climate. What I'm seeing is very different from the way I grew up. I grew up in an era in which um, people disagreed politically. There were people who were diehard Democrats, people who were diehard Republicans, or if you want to go the other way and say liberals and conservatives, who found middle ground in which they could find areas of agreement on which they could compromise, which has become a bad word now. Compromise is, is seen as a negative thing. But they could find areas of commonality and compromise so that they could move an agenda forward for the good of the nation or the state or the city or the whatever the municipality, whatever they were governing. That has pretty much ended. And so now... Um, the problem, as I see it, with the political division, the homophily that we see in political affiliations that's resulted in a great chasm, the real problem for me is that people now assume motive of the other person. They will say, well, that person is a horrible this because they believe this. They have no idea what the person really believes. Political beliefs are very nuanced. They are not always black and white and and cut and dry. There there are all sorts of shades of gray and nuances in between with political affiliations, but people want to make it all or nothing. They want to make it black or white, on or off, yes or no. And so that's an example of how homophily has really become a problematic concept in American society, particularly politically, in which we're not just divided on opinion, but we are divided by the fact that we tend to judge the other person's heart motive or we brand them with a term. We say, you know, they're a baby killer, they're a racist, they're a, they're a misogynist, they're a whatever. You know, pick your term, whichever side of the political spectrum you're on. And it shuts down conversation. It causes us to be unable to talk about why we see things the way we see them because we've already decided the other person is this thing that we've labeled them to be. Therefore, there's no room for discussion. So um, that's sort of my discovery today is this magical, wonderful, highfalutin word, homophily. And um, I think it has some very positive attributes and some very negative attributes And I'm going to look at that word a little further. I encourage you to Google the word and look at some examples. There are videos about it and people teaching in great um, detail about, you know, how it plays out in society. You just learned a new word today, homophily.